Editors have to be vicious. They're working for the reader, not the writer. Brendan Wolf. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Welcome to the beginning of our fifth year as a podcast. We started in 2019. We've gone through well over 400 episodes at this point. And we are starting the fifth year, so we are celebrating. Part of our celebration, we are going to be doing a 20% discount off your cart on our website. If you want to get any of our shirts or bags, phone cases, blankets, we have a variety of products on there with our motto is the logo, write selfishly as your daily reminder. All right, so let's get on to this brand new season. We're in August. We're starting up again. And season number 45 is directed at those of you who are looking at possibly making the transition from author to editor. Now, we don't want to say that editors are superior to authors in any way. It's a different hat, but the skill sets do coincide fairly frequently. So this season is pointed at people who are looking at the editing world and maybe dipping a deeper toe into it. If you're not in that then you can use the information we're giving this month in order to qualify potential editors for your project. Because even if you aren't looking to become an editor, understanding how an editor works will make you a better writer and a writer that editors and publishers can enjoy working with because you understand what an editor's job really is. Like our quote at the beginning said, editors serve the readers, not the writers. So for the first half of this month, we will be looking at the different kinds of editors, first being developmental editing, then line editing, proofreading. Those can break out into a bunch of different ones, copy editors, these kind of things. We'll talk more about that as the season progresses. In our second half of this season, we're going to be talking about the toolkits, the resources, those things that you should know about and use if you are going to be an editor. And as an author, if you are looking to hire someone, this person doesn't necessarily need to be individual. You don't have to hire three different editors, one for each of these different phases that we're talking about. But as an editor, you should specialize in one particular one. I help a lot of people out with developmental editing, with proofreading, but when I sit down to edit, most of my edits are in the line editing category. So let's get into today's episode. We are going to be talking about being an editor. The main goal is to be an advocate for the readers, not for the authors that pay you. If you are an editor, you are there to speak up for the readers, to point out things that don't make sense, to point out things that are boring, to point out problems. And yeah, it can feel like a difficult relationship with that author, but you are there to serve the readers. And one of my favorite ways that I've heard editors think about this particular topic is their job is to close the comprehension gap. That is the difference between what the author meant and what the reader sees. This is one of those things that makes self-editing a very difficult thing because you know what you meant. Having another pair of eyes, having that editor look at it can tell you that may be what you meant, but that's not what's coming across. That's not how the readers are going to understand it. 
So as an editor, you can point those things out to make sure things like choreography and emotional development all have the correct gaps bridged for the reader's understanding. Another thing to understand as an editor, it is not your job to overwrite the style of the author. This can be very difficult, and this is why it's really important to find an editor that aligns with your style regardless of content. That means as an editor, it's not your job to rewrite anything. It is your job to offer potential solutions. And if you're listening to these episodes as an author, then you can decline and edit, but still change something. Please don't take every change that they suggest. This is something that I struggle with as an editor because my background in editing was essentially rewriting a lot of news stories. So I tend to have that rewriting mentality. But when I work with Lee, she understands that I will rewrite something because that's how I know how to put whatever the problem is onto the page. So she knows that that's how my brain wants to fix it, but it doesn't mean that that's how it needs to be fixed. So those are some things to kind of take into consideration with the author's style. Make sure you hold on to that. And then this is probably one of the hardest things, but don't worry about the quantity of editing that you're doing with the author's feelings. They're paying you to edit, and sometimes it's going to be overwhelming for them, but that's a them problem. <laughs> this is something that I especially struggle with because I really want to encourage an author in their goals, and especially if I'm really engaged in this story, I'll start making a lot of different notes. That comes across as there is so much wrong with this, and this is a maturity issue on both sides. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get with having more red than black on that opening page. That's okay. Don't sacrifice quality in the product because you want to spare the author's feelings. They're paying you to edit. Edit. As an editor, also, you want to find your specialty. Lean into one specific aspect of the editing process that we will be talking about later in this series. When you specialize in one of those things, whether it's proofreading or line editing, you can then make sure the people who are coming to you for editing assistance know what they're going to get because you say, hey, I am a developmental editor. That is what I do. That is how I help people. I am not going to be here to help make sure that your words are spelled correctly and that you're using the right punctuation. That is someone else's job. I am here to make sure that your story is full and complete and that all of your ideas are fleshed out. I would also say specialize in the genre. This is probably the genre that you're also reading a lot of and even possibly writing yourself. So understanding the industry expectations for an action novel versus a fantasy novel can make a huge difference in how well you access your target audience. Understanding the industry as an editor will help you access readers because readers don't care who published a book. They want a good book. They have their expectations, which are mostly established by the traditional publishing industry. So even if we don't like them, we have to kind of tolerate them. And finally, as an editor, you have to be comfortable with turning people down. Not every author is going to be a good fit for you. And if you're not a good fit for the author, it's going to be uncomfortable for both of you the entire way through. 
you want a good, healthy relationship between you and the author. Best case scenario, you help that author publish two, three, seven, twelve books. You guys get an understanding for each other's rhythm, for how each other communicates, and you both work together to make this book as good as possible for your readers. You cannot physically give that attention and that much heart to every single author that crosses your path. That's why specialization is so important. If you are looking into becoming an editor, there are a few characteristics that you need to make sure you have before you can be a successful one that serves the readers, that really helps bridge those gaps for the readers. And the first one, I feel like it's really obvious, but it took me way too long to figure out. Attention to detail. And that doesn't just mean understanding that this needs to be spelled correctly and this is an apostrophe, but forcing yourself to slow down as a reader. You also need to have bucket loads of patience because this is personal to authors and you are going to be tearing apart their stories, tearing apart their work. And you have to have the emotional fortitude and the patience to deal with authors who don't like that. And on the other side of that coin, you as an editor need to have timeliness. That means that you need to be able to set a schedule and keep to it as much as possible because as much as you're making room and allowing for an author to do what they need to do, especially if this is their first time, you as an editor should be able to keep a schedule so you can honor every author that you're working with. The author is relying on you to get their product back to them in a timely manner so that they can go move on to the next step or move on to publishing. And like we mentioned earlier, editors are readers. They understand what readers are expecting. Understanding potential readers means being able to put yourself in their shoes, which means having been a reader a lot. And remember that you are also not just a reader, but you are a storyteller. That's, I think, one of my favorite things about editors is that they are the two sides of the coin in the author-reader relationship. They need to be a reader. They need to be a storyteller. Because when, as an editor, you understand the process of storytelling, you know how to get from point A at the beginning to point B at the end of a story. You know the kinds of arcs that need to happen. And you can make sure that the story is being told in the best way possible. But because I am an editor, I don't need to have my book edited, right? Because I know all of these rules, right? Nope, you're still blind to your mistakes. You still have that comprehension gap that all authors suffer from. The last point that we wanted to have in this list is experience. As an author, you are hoping that your editor has edited before. So you as an editor, even if it's your first paid editing gig, should have done a fair amount with your writing club or having been edited yourself, giving these kinds of feedback. Do some beta reading, maybe, so you can get used to the developmental feedback thing. Everything that we talked about today, everything that we are going to talk about in this series is going to help you whether you want to be edited or be an editor. All of these things are important knowledge in your writing journey because editing is an essential step to make your writing better. But first, write selfishly.
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.